Hello, world. That's who we're reaching, isn't it, Valentina? My name is Jacob and... Valentina. And this is the Here It Is podcast, where we navigate the great, the good, the shit show, and the rest of it all on our golden journey home to a beautiful new earth, which I'm sure we'll touch on as we continue is quite rapidly emerging in the most exciting ways. We're going to start episode one just by introducing us, who we are as individuals and as a force of nature combined together. We're going to share a little bit of our background, how this all came to be, and hopefully let you in on some of the shit show fuckery because that's the entertaining part you know other people are suffering uh, <laughs> we would know we, we just we want to mitigate suffering that's why we're here seriously so let's get into it valentina do you want to go first or should we talk about us meeting or share a little bit of our backgrounds i say first off we set an intention we set a space where we kind of just are able to welcome in all that is here for the world, for us, for the lessons that are to be learned, I'm sure, which will be many, and to the creation of this new space where we get to talk and go over it all. So my intention here is to be a container where truth can come through in its most raw form, where there's courage to be vulnerable where there is acceptance to be true where there is compassion to be wrong and where there is celebration in realizing that all is right always and everywhere so to just voice their talk i guess (laughs) is my intention and to have that and to have kind of everyone's personal and internal journey and everyone's story, which is all what composes that big, big truth to be heard, to be seen, to be felt, to be honored, and to be welcomed back into the fold as we go through the origin story of who we are. Hell yes. That is a perfect starting intention for us. Thank you. My intention is to revel in new beginnings and allow this podcast to be not only a container of truth, as you suggested, but an open invitation to all who are interested, curious, and willing to reveal what must be revealed in order to free thyself and know thyself. And my intention here definitely today with this podcast and this kind of venture for us is to honor and release this past chapter that's formed us into who we are today. That's cultivated 
qualities that blow my mind on a daily basis between the two of us, that'll, qualities that'll last a lifetime, qualities that allow me to connect, to feel, to see, to hear, to know others, and in doing such, know the whole point of existing. And I would invite anyone listening to this to acknowledge the past that led up to today and the coming next few days as we gloriously shift into a whole new fucking dimension, I guess. Can I say that? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's going to have be a yeah. on. Yeah, we're going to swear a lot. If not, there's going to be too much bleeping to understand anything. I know I was making like little tester videos on different apps and I was like, great, it's got a built-in bleep. Was like, bleep, bleep, bleep. That's so useful. But yeah, that's my intention. And I invite anybody down, open, curious to join us. Take the intention as your own. Make it your own. Or not. Whatever. We're just going to do our thing. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Here it is. Full circle, baby. Yeah. By the way, guys, I am the color blue and Valentina is the color violet. So if you hear me say V or her say blue, it's just a common reference between the two of us. That's definitely a, a story that we'll be diving in deeper. I don't know about in this episode because there's a lot packed there, but you'll definitely get to hear in the near future. We're, do you, should we just start? Yeah. There? I mean, yeah, take the lead here. I'm, I'm, right, what we're going to do is I'll be the director general and let's share a little bit about leading up to how we met. I'll go first here and share about the past three years. For me, it started, the past three years started seven or eight years ago when I was geared up to start a new career, master's degree complete, specialized. I was in the right location that I always wanted to be in literally paradise living in in france and i had set up everything that i wanted and had this life that from the outside looked ideal and it was and as i was approaching this you know really having to jump into real life and as I was imagining the prospect of a career, I was like, just feeling good about that concept. And during this time where I was in this beautiful space, doing what, exactly what I wanted, my realizing my goals, you know, and I was in that place, I wasn't satisfied. And I found myself abusing, over drinking, too much partying. And I, it started 
wearing on me. And I fortunately asked myself the question, why? Why? What, what's, what's wrong here? Because I'm kind of going haywire, even though at the same time I've, I'm in this perfect position, there's some sort of disconnect and I could feel it. And I wasn't sure what that was. And eventually I pressure cooked myself enough to snap and realize what the issue was. And it was actually one of the most foundational moments of my life because it would change the course of everything and it would guide me into literally fucking everything in the most magical way. Although it was not magical at the time, nor was it for the next six years. But what happened was I asked myself, how could I be in this state of having everything? And it looked perfect according to everyone's standards and not be satisfied. I mean, I've got what I want. Where's the, how could I not be satisfied with this? And I realized and got hardcore honest with myself that what I wanted wasn't really what I wanted. It wasn't me. It wasn't what my heart wanted. It was a coagulation of ego constructs that combined spat out an image of what I wanted that would look good to the outside world and overcompensate for my inner disconnection with self and my insecurity issues that I wasn't even conscious of at the time. And I, when I realized this, I really don't know how I got so honest because it normally doesn't happen. It, you normally don't just like decide to tear it all down in one day, but as you'll find out, Valentina and I are extremists and actually we're specialized from a core level to be extremists and to do a lot in one go. And that was my first taste of that, even though I had no idea what the hell I was doing or what was coming out of me. I just knew that. And I saw it clearly that the life that I had created was the life that I thought would look good according to all the social rules, all the social standards. It positioned me in a place of seeming status and expertise and wealth and all the things that would look good according to society. And society gobbles that shit up because they're fucking clueless. And I saw it. And I sat there in this moment of reveal and decided with unwavering conviction that I would not wake up at 50 and be feeling this way. There's no chance in hell I was going to run the risk of carrying on, even though I did all this work to get here, of carrying on without resolving this inner conflict without getting to the bottom of who I actually was. Because when I had this revelation, re revelation, I was like, great, I see that. But it's like, I really don't know who the fuck I am without all the stuff I had built around me. It, it, it's, it's everything I'd been doing for the past 10 years. 
And so I knew it was going to be a journey to discover then the truth. And I didn't know what the truth looked like. I didn't know. I had no idea where I was going, when I would get there, what specifically I was actually looking for. I just knew that it was there somewhere. And that's when it began. I made that commitment and I'm very proud as to how steadfast I held myself because that commitment is what allowed me to overcome a shit ton of questions for you. Because I don't know yeah. that, I mean, I know that we've talked about it, but I don't know that I've ever explicitly asked and like now hearing it back again, I'm sure if it's a curiosity for me, it might be a curiosity for others, but that unwaveringness, because I am witness to the degree of unwavering commitment that you bring to a decision like that, that you bring to a mission, that you bring to a calling without knowing jack shit of what was on the other side of the feeling right you personally how is that decision made like is it just kind of like a you sit down and you're like well let's analyze sunken costs versus potential and like let's just go for it or is it more of like a no like this is what i'm doing like does that because for me it's very much so i've realized those decisions come almost they sneak up on me and it's like this big turmoil and this big thing and then out of nowhere i'm just like you know what fuck it why not and it's like the smallest little, uh, I, I can't bother to give a shit yeah. about this anymore because I'm literally like wearing myself down. And that's when almost it's like the decision makes itself. And then I just catch along to it. So I'm wondering, because you do have that, like, I admire like a mother brother, like that steadfastness that you're able to bring to every single one of your thoughts, emotions, actions, behaviors, like when a decision like that is made and when you feel a specific goal in a specific way. How is that decision made? And is that also part of the component in the unwavering? There's, there's decisions and then there's decisions. And people decide things all the time. And especially when it comes to like personal mm -hmm. change. Well, we know damn well that most of those decisions aren't held through the vast majority of the time. And for me in that moment, it was a, I was in this space of feeling the gravity of dealing with it or not dealing with it. And when I saw the risk of not dealing with it being, here I am, I wake up in 30 years and maybe I've got all the stuff I've got the fucking dream home and family and boat and whatever. And it's wonderful, but I wake up with this same feeling of something's missing. I can't risk that. And so the decision that I made was I'm going to get to the bottom of this issue come hell or high water. Okay. And so when and that was a decision from my heart. And so to, I hope that clarifies, it's, uh, there's a different gravity, mm -hmm. right? And anyone's capable of drawing that out of them, but it does help to have that first off heart connection to know like what is right and what is not right for you. And honestly, I wish it's like now I, 
can follow that all the time, that heart guidance. But I know that most people are very unclear with that heart-centered connection. And even if they do have it, they'll doubt it and they'll let all this other noise. I know that, for example, in my situation, I don't know of many other people who are willing to to live with this sunk cost of, oh, well, I worked all these years doing this thing. I can't, most people would imagine that they would be wasting it if they chose to do some other direction, so thereby they deny their heart. And these, we're gonna go through these in lots of different podcasts and content to explain what happens here, but these are all stories. Like, it's not true that you're wasting it. This is just a social concept that you've extrapolated and you're gonna let it completely fuck you over. And fortunately, I was not in the business of fucking myself over. And I was willing to take the shit of saying, you know what? This is where I'm at. And I know that me waking up happy, like genuinely happy, is yeah. worth it. And I don't know how to do that, but I know that I can figure it out. And I'm going to go for it. And nothing else really matters. I might use aspects from the past. I might not use them. They might transform into something else. And now that we've entered this full circle, it's I'm seeing how there has, will be no waste and that every single component that I've previously done is now poised to be used in a way beyond my wildest imagination where every single skill set is actually converted, alchemized into a new delivery because I was willing to let go of it, it going the social way. But to continue my journey after that decision, I dabbled in a few different projects, tried to start one business, had different, a few different jobs. I couldn't do the corporate thing at all. It just felt sickening always liked restaurants. I was always good at that. But here I am with a master's degree serving in a restaurant restaurant or bartending and kind of dabbling around, not really knowing what to do in terms of professional work for a while. And during this, I was focusing really on awakening on this self-healing exploration and understanding going deep into spirituality and meditation and to sum it up, that led me to where I was at two years ago. I had spent a year starting a coaching business because I wanted to be a mindset coach. I had spent years studying all sorts of material. I knew that I was passionate about teaching and about helping others. I felt this natural instinct in me that I was able to hone in on more and more, this natural ability to explain and describe things in a way that allows others to see and open up, in a way that allows others to click, I like to say. And when I started my coaching business, there was still something off, like I wasn't like full gun-ho into it. I was still unclear on like who and how I help, but I was dabbling and I was putting myself out there, which was new for me. And I kind of dabbled in the year. I had a few different clients. And I did one of those other honest looks 
And I was like, you know what? I'm not ready. Like, I need more me time. I need more me work. And so I was like, I can stop this and put it on hold and dive back in and go into hermit mode. And really, I mean, I probably spent five years in hermit mode, especially the last two. The last two, I haven't fucking talked to anybody except <laughs> for you. Except in like, I don't know, at a dinner function, like I, I haven't socialized at all. And uh, guys, that fucking hermit mode, I'm sure some of you viewing this are in that hermit mode. Take your time. Like, do it. Stay there. If you got to spend there for three years, five years, no problem. Like that is the fastest path to everything. And it's in that hermit mode about a, six months into this round that I had the idea to go to Site K training, which was a subconscious integration modality that helps you heal and rewire subconscious stress and perceptions and belief systems that I had been exposed to when I worked a coach previously. I never really thought about, you know, becoming the facilitator, but then it, it just kind of all dawned on me and hit me in one afternoon. And I literally saw the training coming up in Orlando and bought it right then and then signed up. And that's where the journey starts to get spicy and fun could you imagine like you just sitting there about to hit that button and all that has happened since then from there just like a wave of it hit you without context at all and just be like yep this is what's coming like what would you what would that have looked like for you yeah but like without no you get me just like a feeling of the magnitude of all that has occurred just like in one big like packed thought form just like where just just hitting you like It, it kind of was like that. It was, I didn't know what was coming, but there was this distinct feeling when I, I remember where I was sitting and Same. looking at the screen, make a decision. And there was this distinct feeling that it was like, oh, obviously. It was like, how did I not think of this sooner? And it was one of those things where you're like, yeah, I'm going to go spend a Literally, couple thousand yeah. dollars right now to do this. Like, it's just right. It's just <laughs> correct. I have no idea what I'm getting into, but it's correct. And it's fun. It's such a fun way to move. And like, my hope is to move Amen. like that every day. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> and that's where we first met. Was at this training, a small group of people, very intimate group of people, you know, focused on self-knowing and healing very very nice, unconditionally loving people. And that's actually, this is my first exposure to a peer group of people that sure <laughs> shit weren't normal because they were able to stand and hold a space like nothing I had previously experienced. I met strangers that I was able to open up to more than anybody yeah. I've known my whole life. And it was because they were experienced in and disciplined to 
And may I add, I think a a key component for that is every single one of us that walked in there, walked in there with the notion of takes one to no one. Like, I'm going to have to bear my soul here. And therefore, this is already a safe space where everyone's like, there was no hierarchy. There wasn't, oh, I know this much or I've done this much. It was just like, yo, there's pain here and we're all here to help each other heal. I think that willingness on everyone's behalf and also... We had an amazing, amazing instructor, Robin, like the space that she sets up is, it feels like a homecoming. It does. It feels like, like a homecoming to a place where you have always known there, but never experienced. And you get to like actually go in and breathe and be safe to be whatever. That's, that's what hooked me because when I embarked on this journey, there was this feeling that I was after and I couldn't really define it, but I knew, I knew I'd know it when I, when I felt it. And it was that feeling of being able to breathe at home. And yeah, like you said, it it was people who were laying it all bare because I was able to witness other people for the first time. Strangers share out loud with other, some of them knew each other, but they don't know me. I didn't know them. Share aloud their deepest, darkest, fucked up self. Their broken self, their hurt self, their all sorts of crazy shit. And that was the first time I was exposed to that vulnerability. And when I, and, and, and that environment made me like, I'm not that I was never that. No, I remember like, I the difference shit. between day one and last day you, all of us were like, where, where is Jacob? Who's this kid? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is going? It was two different people. It was like day one. It was like, you had to struggle to get his name out of him. Like struggle. Like for real, the last day he volunteered and was like sharing this heart opening. Like, I don't know, dog. It was just you were sharing your heart, I think, for the first time in a really big way. Like, like in a not just like, oh, this is what's in my heart. But you really like embodied that like heart space of yours and spoke from there. And it was. It was a transformation that was inspiring to say the least, but also transformative for me to see in another, right? In a mirror or other, the aspects of myself that I wasn't willing to recognize because I'm very extroverted and social and stuff. But when it comes to like my core self, I identified in a big way with that, with the like, this is for me and no one else. And like, <laughs> let's just keep rolling. And, and to see that in you, to see that, courage and bravery and in 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 a genuine and authentic way from day one to day last i was like well shit bitch i guess this does fucking work (laughs) well that's what it it was an it was a it was the first time i felt myself able to like flourish like be just allowed and i didn't even know what i was being allowed to do i was just allowed and it was nice and it was gentle and it was free 
And it was in seeing, like, I didn't fully clock my own transformation. And this was over, over that first three days. I didn't fully clock my own transformation. I didn't think I was, I was as bad as I was when I walked in. I was like, yeah, I'm friendly enough. I can talk to people. And, and, but I, it was shown to me how far off that was. Yeah. We often can't see ourselves. And it was everybody else's reaction at the end that really like sunk in in a deep way the the magnitude of what was available to me the magnitude of the possibilities available to me if i am in just simply a support space like just simply a space where people are unconditional and open and vulnerable like very very simple basic fucking things <laughs> i could go on a rant right now yeah. about how fucking absurd it is that we live in a world where that's difficult to find that it's there like, are yeah, also that's part of the journey it's like it wouldn't be as fun to find if it weren't as difficult to seek out you know what i mean it's true this is true but it's also like my, one of the main motivating reasons for my whole course in life is to facilitate that rather facilitate that and cement it into a new society by stripping out all the bullshit that's in the fucking way i would ask who hurt you and guess what, what? guess what this decision is guess oh, what sure. kind of decision this one is too it's a come hell or high water it's the crazy in your eyes for me it's the crazy in your eyes it yeah, shall be done. And then we didn't. We we only like talk like once during yeah. this. You event. were my second balance. I remember then, that today. Actually, I remember it, it was we talked one time. It wasn't even talking. It was like part of the activity yeah. that we were doing, and it was super. I'll I'll share my side of it when it's my turn. But like, oh my god, was that an interesting experience to like recall that today as I was getting ready for this to recall that interaction. And that version of you and that version of me versus the two humans that sit here before each other now, like. Little did we know we were about to go at full light speed. At, yeah. At, at change. And it was obviously I was hooked after this experience. And some months, few months went by. There was another training more advanced training and I was like hell yeah I had so much fun like I want to do this and that's when I went and this time it was different when I walked into the room on the very first day first moment of arrival directly when I walked in the first person that I made eye contact with standing in the middle of the room was Valentina yeah and it was eye contact and it was, there was just this acknowledgement of, yeah, you're here, you're here. We made it, we made it. And that's all, nothing like super crazy, but notable. And uh, we got into things. 
I forget how I, we, we, no, you're the first yeah. person I talked to. Like we chatted and caught up for a little bit and there was Mind definitely you, a different feeling. I was, huh? I remembered the Jacob from the previous screening, which like we literally had a very cordial civil interaction, but that was it. You know what I mean? And out of the entire group, like Jake said, it was quite an intimate group it wasn't a lot of people and we were the two youngest kids there so like everybody thought during the first training that we would just naturally gravitate towards each other we did not dog we did not and so when we got there and there was that like acknowledgement and immediately and it was immediate it just was like hey like how you been like like how how's how's things going like and i was just like i'm sorry but it was also like there was a part of me that for a split second was like what's going on and then immediately the second that that thought was had it was like great how have you like i was just like just as in it and it just came out of it was it was trippy it was it was it was it was definitely an indicator of like yo shit's about to get different real quick real <laughs> yeah yes and that's exactly what happened i ended up inviting you no we're not we were talking about human design huh during the first part of it or whatever, because I had told you about it because you'd been doing a lot of balances or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm writing them down. And I was like, oh, I have this great thing they have with like their own little affirmations. You're like, wait, I'm interested. And then that's when we ended up going to lunch with Melissa. And from there, oh, from there, that's what you were going to say. Okay, my bad. I interrupted. That's my B. Oh, yeah. That was day one. That was that day. Yeah. Sushi. Yeah, I had to pick lunch. I was not gonna get some fucking acai. It was really bowl. good. I will say all day. the sushi, the all the second day was so good. No, no doubt. We yeah, she had sparked my interest about learning more about human design, a bunch of other things, and I was just wanting to engage more this time. And I asked, I invited Valentina to dinner. I said, let's meet up for dinner and keep the conversation going. I'm like, I don't want to go back to a hotel yeah. room and just sit there and twiddle my thumbs if someone's open to hanging out. And so we sat. She said, yes, we sat down. And that's when it really Same. that's actually my whole life changed that night. Astronomically, we sat down at the table and it was in the first few minutes eye contact we both paused and shut the fuck up and we're just staring in one another's eyes and there's this moment i don't know if it was <laughs> multiple minutes or like not i don't know how much time passed but it was uninterrupted and as I was gazing in her eyes, I was having a whole new experience that I've never experienced. And I was getting downloaded is the best way I can describe it. Like full blitz on download of hardcore truth. And I was seeing the colors. And I think I, re I remember. No, you didn't. I, I remember exactly that. how this went down. We were doing that whole thing. And then. The first thing that you said, you looked at me and you go, what color am I? Just like that. And like, mind you, if you don't have like a familiarity with a person, that's that's a interesting question to be asked. And without hesitation, my answer was cobalt blue. 
and you kind of like looked at me in disbelief for a second and then that like eye recognition came back into play and I will never forget because that's the moment that my that like transformed everything for me you just looked at me and with like the biggest certainty you looked at me like we'd known each other for like the way that you look at literal family that you're like I don't know a world in which you have not existed kind of and you just said I've missed you and I was like and that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, damn, this isn't just a this this time round kind of kind of gig, dog. Like this is we plan to kind of reconnect here somewhere, somehow. And this is it. This. Is it. Yeah. Yeah, this was it. And it was it was a downloading of I know this person. I've always known them. I know more about them than yeah anything else i know about even though i can't i couldn't put any of it into words at the time but i was just here it is and i had never experienced that Correct. blatant degree of Likewise. knowing where it's just i there's no there's no doubt like i i have yeah nothing to not be confident about <laughs> you know and that's when we were both, you know, spiked our interest and we started exploring more and it began quite a confusing journey. And this will take we'll we'll come back to this in multiple different episodes because I'm sure there's a lot of other people that first off, <laughs> first off, it's rivetingly entertaining. Like talk about the great, the good, and the shit show. In the book. It's. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was agonizing <laughs> shit show. That's true. No, we get to have fun. This can be fun. But we, because when I had this feeling that I've never had, I was, one of the first things that crossed through my mind was like, as I was thinking, I was like, well, who is this person? Like, what is this feeling? I have a very significant, strong feeling that I've never had. How does, what does it mean for this person? And I'm right. like, is this, is this the one? Is this just a soulmate? Is it, and you know, yeah. I don't know, but I know that it's strong and it's important, whatever it is. And it was such a unique feeling. I, I definitely, in terms of my Same. algorithm was like, it might be the Same. one. And I'm like, I'll, I'll yeah. Because it was well, that, that, that's that exactly feeling what because was it was like it had love. never been experienced. I was like, oh well, like this is the only boxing category that it could possibly fit into, like by reason of deduction. Duh. Yeah, it was unconditional love of, like, pure. Yeah. Well, unconditional love is unconditional love. Right. There's a lot of people that use the term unconditional love. And it is a hundred <laughs> fucking million light years away. Conditional love is. So that unconditional love is non-negotiable, unadaptable, unmoving, unwavering, unchanging, ever-present, relentless, like will tear down anything in its way. It's very distinct. It doesn't. And, and unconditional love doesn't always fucking feel good. In fact, it's... Well, and this is because unconditional love's best friend is truth. And it's the truth that doesn't feel good. So it'll it'll rip up 
every single thing inside of you, which we would later come to find. And that unconditional love, though, as we tore up everything, is what allowed us to carry on and continue. Yeah. I know you have to step out here soon. Would this be a good time? I said I got to go do magic, you know. Huh? Okay. So we're going to pause here and take an intermission and come back and either finish this recording in the same episode or start over. Let them simmer into you. Let them them go into Jacob's head perspective. And yeah, yeah. I know. That's my favorite thing. Let them simmer into you. Let them feel out your side of the story and kind of, I don't know, have fun with with knowing that there's another side to it and that we'll get to explore it soon, but to really get the nuance for what it was to have your experience be seen through your eyes. It's one of my favorite okay. activities too. So that's a good know. idea. I share with the world now. <clears throat> this is fun. This is so fun. This is so fun. It's, it's oh, darling, fun. we've done it again. Brilliant. You've done it again. I've just come to have fun. It's definitely we. You are literally the little kid that like the parent is like, please share. It's our toy. Our. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. So <laughs> I maybe I will dive into that. That I I do like extra special attention. See. And now I know I get. Yeah, I think I can. I can do it. You're good. Have fun. Yep. Let me know if you want to do another later. Peace out. Love you. So let's continue. Where was I at? This journey of running into Valentina. Yeah, brought up all of these crazy feelings. Wasn't sure if she was the one had no idea and I kept running the thought over and over again in my head because it just felt so significant and what happened was hold on I gotta fix this screen yeah so we we continued our journey this over the course of this weekend and we obviously with this connection sparked hung out multiple times together and we're trying to navigate this experience and it got more strange and there's this she came over to my hotel or my airbnb and because we couldn't stop the conversation i think this was a different night and then one of the strangest phenomenon of my life occurred there was another, I'll never forget this, like groundbreaking, foundationally, everything changing moment occurred. And she was about to leave the Airbnb and drive home, nothing crazy. And as she was, well, we, pr- pr- previous to this conversation, we were we had been talking about past life memories and 
Actually, no. Wrong order. She'll explain better. Memory is like so sporadic because time is literally dissolving. And I'm attached to the past. And uh, wink, wink. And so what, what, what happened this evening was she was about to walk out of the apartment. And as she was walking out the door, I had this rot of a very not good feeling of like a feeling of danger or peril. Also not, not something I ever really experienced. It was like this, it was like a gut wrenching feeling of if she leaves now, that'll be the end of it. No explanation. Nothing was wrong. It was just this, the feeling was overwhelming. It was literally nauseatingly powerful. And I was, I was shaking. And I stopped her and I was like, you can't leave now. You just cannot leave. Like, it's not going to fly. Because whatever that feeling was, like, I don't know what's going to happen after she leaves. But it was, it was, that feeling was telling me that for some reason, if she leaves now, there will not be another encounter between us. And it was like, if, if the feeling hadn't been as strong as it did, I would have let my logical and God knows this, spirit knows this, I would have let my logical mind let her leave because it's normal, because there's nothing seemingly wrong with anything. And it would be strange for me to keep this person here when she's ready to go. And this feeling was so utterly powerful, at like shaking me, nervous system spiraling like crazy. That I was like, no, hell no, you cannot leave. Like, please just wait it out. Like, let me come, come talk to me. Let me figure out what's going on here. You cannot leave now. And I remember grabbing her and hugging her and squeezing her like, like, like I was holding on for dear life. And in a sense, I was with this feeling that my stomach, it was very much this holding on. And as I had my, and there was this love, there's this love between us. So it wasn't like weird, although it was definitely weird for both of us, considering it's been like two days or three days. And it was just, I, 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 I was squeezing her in this moment and she, it was the way that my arms were positioned specifically. And she looked at me and said, this is how you were holding me the last time you lost me. And I didn't have any knowing or memory coming through to me, but I trusted her and I knew that the, the feeling was strong enough in me that it lined up and she remembered a past life experience where we were together and somebody was lost.
And that's, we didn't really go into that much. I mean, I was definitely simmering in it. I was over, overwhelmed. And we basically had this moment where she, she then was able to pull through instructions for me. And like this whole episode was in like a vortex of energy is how I'll describe it. When I took her in from the door, because I had that feeling and I was holding on to her for dear life, there was literally wind, like time slowed down, like time was like ripped. And it was like, there was this rushing energy was, was this wind of energy that I could literally feel everything was warped. And it like, everything was like suction focused into full on presence and full on feeling with her in this moment of you need to make a decision now. And it's either you're going to stick it out wherever this unconditional love takes you and like fully like know the gravity of it or you won't get another chance. It's kind of what the ultimatum was. And she was able to, I was having this strong feeling state. She pulled that through. I don't, I'm not sure if she fully remembers it, but she channeled kind of this ultimatum to give to me. And I remember I was, I was overwhelmed and freaking out the, cause the feeling, it was like I was in a vortex of energy and like the heavens opened up and literally designed this moment as a very, very powerful choice point between two different timelines. And I think they're quite different timelines based off of how much energy was rushing through here and how powerfully it had to grab my attention and awareness. And what, I don't know how many, how many minutes it was or anything. And there was no, it was, everything was out the window. It was just like full on rush. I was in fight or flight, like overwhelmed by all of it. And then like now being given this ultimatum of, I have to either commit to seeing through this unconditional love between Valentina and myself. I have no idea what that means. I just have to make it a long-term commitment as something that I will defend and uphold. Or if I dabble, it, or it was just that or not, then Valentina would leave my life. There wouldn't be anything like she would be out of my life. I wouldn't meet her again. We'd just go our separate ways. And I decided in that moment that this unconditional love that was present was worth being defended, upheld, guarded. It was worth whatever it, whatever it might take or whatever was going to come next. I had no idea. I didn't know that I had the thoughts running through my head. It was like, what does that mean? Like I have to spend the rest of my life with this person. Like I'm committing to fucking marriage right now. I didn't, I, I had no idea. And I actually, that, that thought was making me like horrified. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, I get it. I get that I love her, but like, I don't fucking know this person yet, you know? And so it was this, it was this really 
tight, crazy situation. But fact of the matter is I chose unconditional love. I chose and agreed to doing whatever it would take, whatever would come next in order to have Valentine in my life because I didn't want to risk not having her. And that decision was made. And it was shortly thereafter, Valentina and I had a moment where she was remembering his past life incident that I just mentioned. It was based because of how my arms were positioned. She said that that's the last, that's how you were holding me the last time you lost me. Which I didn't remember anything, but I trusted her because it was, everything was lining at this point and had already, you know, within two days, three of the most fundamental, powerful experiences of my existence that were completely beyond anything I thought was possible or whatever. That's crazy. So we were, we were anchored in and over the next couple of years, our journey began and I'll leave with, as she instructed when she left, I'll share my perspective of that. We, in the, in the beginning, we didn't know if we were lovers. Was this supposed to be a, a significant other relationship? Is this supposed to be a, just a best friend relationship? I have no fucking idea. We both definitely thought this looks like a significant other relationship based off of the gravity of the feelings. And that began our first big challenge. And uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. Thanks, Valentina, for leaving me here. Yeah, well, I'll have to dive into that with her. It's not relevant. Well, it is, but it's whatever, whatever. I just can't even form, formulate my thoughts on the actual first beginning chapter. I remember I was stressed out of my fucking mind because I was like, like, I'm stuck with this person. Like I've got, I'm going to have to be figuring this out, dealing it out. And I was just overwhelmed with the idea of her being the significant other. And like, I was just unsure of that. Like, I didn't feel that that was, I, I, I just didn't know if that was correct. But anyway, we started, we were just talking. After this event, we stayed in touch. We would have phone calls and we'd talk for hours. We'd explore all sorts of different things, revelations and whatnot. And it really began a close friendship. And we kind of, fell into this state of we're, we're looked like we were dating. We didn't actually decide what it was. I think we both just felt like it was just the natural way it is. I mean, we were both definitely confused and it just seemed like that's, we just kind of fell into this assumption that we were together or a couple 
but without ever actually deciding it is this very weird limbo state caused a bunch of problems and it eventually stressed me out so much. I remember talking to two different, very, very expert coaches, spiritual guides for advice here, because I was like, just fretting and not, not sitting easy. Then eventually came to the conclusion and told Valentine, I can't do this. Like we need to define out of any significant other labeling or structuring and just allow us to explore. So we decided that there wouldn't be any labels put on what this relationship is. We wouldn't make any assumptions. We wouldn't logically think fucking anything. And in doing such, alleviate a lot of the pressure. Then it's very true. We just told and agreed that what we are is we are a special, special bond. And we called ourselves cosmic counterparts. Nothing could be more true than that. So that, that satisfied our need to have a label, a connection and everything else was unlabeled, undetermined. We have no idea anything else and that's okay. Very useful technique. If anyone wants to keep, take it is take off the fucking labels, fuck everything. I later, really through this experience, learned just how useful and important it can be to just allow things to unlabel, like allow them to be created. It was me, both of us thinking this had, had to be this way, this was going to be a significant other relationship, or this is a twin flame thing, or soulmate, this, this way and this way. We have no idea. And so we're just putting unnecessary stress and pressure on ourselves and creating our own inner conflicts between what is happening and what we think should be happening, which is a complete mess. So just take away the labels, shut the fuck up and let it happen. You know, you don't need to decide. You don't need to know. And that really drilled it in for me. And it freed up this energy in this space to explore. And that's what we did. And it was just exploring where it would go. We have no idea. We grew very close and eventually, and we were talking all the time and it was all just like spiritual exploration and constantly being flooded with these new ideas and like new points of view that were new to me. So like, this is all happening really fast for me that combined with a whole new understanding of spirit and an open heart because when i left second training where we met where all this kind of began at i remember this again same unconditionally loving open vulnerable group of people i remember their expression when i actually walked in and seeing their their eyes on me and hearing everyone say, wow, that I was like 
totally fundamentally different human being now versus just three months previously when they first met me. Because in between that three months, I was doing a lot of more specialized inner work and subconscious release and changes. And it was like my heart opened that first time, just a little bit. And I was like, fuck, yeah, like I'm running with this. And to hear it coming from other people, because like I didn't see it, I didn't see how big the change, but when I hear other people in absolute disbelief, I, I really landed the gravity of it. And I was able to feel and I've always been able to ha have this deep heart connection. I have this deep compassion. I've got a very, very empathetic and compassionate nature. And I began to see how I disconnected from that. How, when I was a kid, had those qualities intact and clear, sensitive. Very, very empathetic, very connected and very like honed in on touch and connection. I love love. And I think most people, many children are like this. And then you grow up, right? And then you start to squash those feeling states, those feeling abilities. And you get hurt and you get told things, you get taught things, shown things, you get punished for things. And gradually that heart space closes up and it closes and closes and closes and closes and closes. It walls off and your feeling abilities shrivel and shrivel and shrivel because they're getting, they're, they don't actually shrivel, but you wall them up. You barricade and barricade and barricade and barricade because this thing hurt you and then this thing hurt the situation taught you that you're not enough situation taught you that you're not okay the way that you are this situation taught you that you're not worthy of what you want this situation taught you that you're not worthy worthy of love hard one this situation taught you that you're not safe it's not safe for you to love or it's not safe for you to speak or it's not safe for you to do that or that or it's not safe for you to be yourself or it's not safe for you to fucking breathe. And one after the next, I like to point out the core areas of safety and trust and love. That's it. There's, there's these core spaces of wounding where there might be a thousand different runes, but they're coming back to affecting one of these fundamental spaces. And so that's why like Valentina and I focus in on like, what's the core fundamental issue? Is it self-worth? Is it love? Is it safety? It's everyone. Such a broken set of beliefs. You're not broken. The beliefs are, the beliefs are just all fucked up and 
at this point in my life, I really was able to see it all for the first time and see it in myself and actually have the tools to navigate it and to heal it and to install new beliefs, new programs, new perceptions. And Valentin and I would do a lot of this work together. And what we discovered was we were mirrors. And we've heard that people in this community have heard that term, oh, well, other people are your mirror. Yeah, that's true. We were exact, precise, equal opposites. We were inverse opposite beings. We were the identical thing, but inverse opposite on every single contents, a part, you know, every single part of us. So what this looked like was she would, we would get into arguments all the time. Like every single thing would start an argument. It would start a disagreement. Every single little thing, every single big thing would start a big disagreement because we saw the world in fundamentally equal and exactly opposite ways. It was insane. Down, down to the smallest thing. And they, they, would, they would be little things that like piss you off or frustrate you or aggravate you. Those started to be, those were dug up. And at first we didn't know what to do and thought we were just living in this toxic fucking awful relationship. What do we do? Because we would trigger everything, every single day, every single fucking three minutes. I swear it was like a nonstop trigger fest from hell. And fortunately, we both had this education and experience in knowing what trigger means. Like we're in the same line of work in this regard. In knowing that a trigger is something that can be identified and traced back to its original perception, what perception formed to have this outlook of reality. What is the perception that causes me to have this outlook of reality where the specific little thing that's happening, I experience as painful, aggravating, makes me angry, makes me sad, makes me whatever, right? Because the, the thing that's happening is not the issue whatsoever. The issue is your perception, the thing that's 100%. And this is why I always tell people, you, I can't cause you to feel a certain way. I cannot, it is impossible because you, you decide how you feel. Your feelings are entirely contained within your body. There's nothing I can do to make you feel pissed off and angry, right? I can trigger you to feel pissed off and angry, but I can't cause you to have that feeling. And there's, there's a, there's a distinct difference here. You're deciding that you want to be pissed off and angry. And you're deciding it based off of a perception from the past. Where you learned that what I'm doing, what this situation is, is something I should be pissed off and angry. You formulated some perception, some understanding based off events that computes into this emotional state. 
And those feelings exist to get your attention, right? So if you're constantly being triggered, the feeling that you're feeling that you don't like is the very thing that's trying to guide you back into homeostasis, into equilibrium, into balance, into truth, into harmony. Every single aspect of all of you, of your body and everything that takes place in it, has one objective, and that is to come back into homeostasis, balance, harmony, and truth. Now, the average person ignores 99% of everything going on in their body. They have no idea who they are. They have no idea what anything is taking place inside their body. No idea what any of the beliefs, the perceptions, the words coming out of their mouth, they have nothing. They, most people don't know. Unfortunately, that's changing. Millions of people are, are learning, are becoming aware. Millions of people are leading the way in healing and knowing their system, their human body. And so what happens is, especially for Valentina and I, is we had all these triggers coming up and we knew we had to take responsibility for them. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It's easier to do alone, like when you see this side of yourself and you want to kind of tackle it. When you're in an argument with somebody, it charges both people up. Now you're both like emotionally charged. You're amped up. I'm right. She's wrong and vice versa. And it, and it becomes very challenging to communicate and hear in an emotionally charged state. So we definitely struggled with that a lot. We knew better. We knew where we had to go, but it was like all the time. It was relentless. Like we couldn't catch a breath. If it were anybody else, I would have said, fuck off this relationship. This is toxic. This is horrific. Like nobody should ever should be in a relationship where you are just arguing all the, all the time. I'm going to say something. Take a sharp jab at the baby boomer generation. They really know how to do relationships. So we, we were held together through that hell by unconditional love. It was the only thing. Because every single time that we wanted to give up, be like, fuck this, we couldn't, couldn't overpower that conditional love. It would always, we would always go back to it and show up, show up again. And we began to eventually get a good handle on, gradually learned the most important lesson, the most important thing skill, attribute of all time, all life is this. It's how to know another. How to see, how to feel, and how to hear another human being and in doing such, know. And the experience of being seen, being heard, being allowed, permitted, being felt, 
and being known by another. And this chaos at the beginning of our relationship with all the triggering back and forth, it was constant arguments, was really teaching us this lesson, eventually crack the code to, and eventually learn how to see one, know, hear one, feel one another. And it was, we learned this lesson of sheer fucking pressure, which there's got to be a better way. I mean, there is, and we're trying, that's obviously something I, I'm trying to teach people wide scale. That's the fundamental basis for community is this concept. But the way we learned how to do it, because we were equal opposites, we'd both be triggered at the same time. We'd both be upset at the same time. Now, what's the normal approach? Two people hold different views and they're just arguing and bickering and there's a bunch of noise back and forth and nothing goes anywhere. Nothing fucking goes anywhere. We knew better than this and I'll have to let her explain how we ended up here because it's too nuanced and I'm more global. But what, what we had to do in order to resolve these states is I came to discover she needed to be met. She needed to be experienced with in her emotional state. So if she was overwhelmed in rage or sadness, I would have to meet her in experiencing that same emotional state, which would let her know that she was heard, that she was understood. And so if we were in an argument and I had this whole different view and outlook and I was angry about this other side, I would have to set my feeling state aside, remove my perceptions of the situation of being right or wrong or this or that, forgo it, empty myself and listen to her without all my noise, without all my stories, without all my bullshit, without all my feelings, empty. And I discovered that when I was able to do that, the experience was very, very different. She would feel seen and heard, obviously. She would feel like I, I know her. I know what she's going through. She would feel taken care of. She would feel supported. And it would take away the sharpness of the pain or the sharpness of the emotions. It would alleviate the pressure. It would disperse it. Literally, because you're dispersing it, you're sharing it amongst another person. And so I began to get really good at stretching myself. Like beyond anything I've ever even imagined would be possible. 
in our relationship, I would be asked to stretch myself. I, I, it, I'm still actually almost perplexed and mind boggled at how I did some of that shit. Cause it was fucking insane. Yeah, we're savages. But I literally became a master at emptying myself in order to not in a, that could not not in a negative way, but in order to give myself to another. Setting my fucking stories, opinions, judgments, and bullshit aside. Because this person needs help with their issue. They're asking for help. And I can only do that if I can truly hear them. So you look around in our society, people don't hear each other. Worth a sh they don't hear each other at all. They don't communicate with each other at all. People that have been married for 10 years don't communicate with each other at all. This is normal in our society. It looks like they are. It, you, you, you live under this illusion that you're communicating with one another, that you're connected. You're not. You're, it's, you're not. As of right now, there's only a small percentage of people that are capable of actually experiencing human connection. The rest are unplugged and they're living in this pseudo frenetic state of pretending of make-believe human connection where they do the things that make it look like they have the connection and they have this big group of friends and then they fucking feel they go home and feel unheard unseen like they don't belong like they just can't figure it out it's it's sad it's it's horrific, the actual state of affairs. And that's what we're here to change in this, in this podcast and in everything we do because it's the only thing that fucking matters. Humanity is living fundamentally opposite to what is required for natural's, natural species level health, right? Imagine if you saw a squirrel swimming in a pond and living in the pond, you'd probably say to yourself, wow, that, that must be something wrong with that squirrel. Like it must be sick or genetically messed up because that's not where squirrels live. That's not what squirrels, squirrels do trees. That's where they, that's what they do. Now humans do that. Humans live absolutely opposite to their species level health requirements. And it shows because their species level health is fucking horrific, horrific. Everywhere around you, they trash their own planet. They're, they're, they're constantly in a state of fight or flight, completely overwhelmed, completely overstressed, completely overworked, completely rushing, 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 nonstop completely distracted, completely disconnected. And the whole reason is it's because they're completely disconnected from themselves. Okay. And so they're fundamentally denying. They're not able to actually connect with other people. They're not actually able to feel the connection that their body is literally craving. 
that it requires. Humans require other humans for survival. You require human touch, love, affection, support for survival. Humans are not an independent species. We are a communal species. And we derive healthy fulfillment by having healthy human connection. And healthy human connection, let's explore what this looks like now. Healthy human connection takes place in a space that is allowing, that is open, unconditional, non-judgmental. That's where it takes place. That's the only way it can take place. So let's go back to the beginning of this journey. When I first met this wonderful group of people and felt my heart shift and felt this opening for me and this ease that I had been long looking for, that was because I was experiencing human connection for the first time. For the first time since I was a child. Because these people were able to prioritize unconditional love, acceptance, non-judgment, openness through vulnerability, which filled all the requirements needed to create actual human connection. So therefore, I was able to automatically experience actual human connection. And it's also the reason why if I would have never said most of the things I've said outside of that space, I, I never knew myself to be that open. It's the reason why when just upon arriving, I was able to somehow find the ability to be open, right? Because it's natural. It's your base instinct. It's the basic, it's fundamental human species instinct is to connect. So all I had to do was be exposed to that environment. And it was like a switch because like, yeah, every single part of my body wants that experience is craving it, craving it. And I didn't know we, we don't, I was numb to how much I was craving it, but I literally sucked it up like a sponge. And I felt I literally was able to breathe for the first time in fucking 15 years. That's the lesson. That's the biggest lesson ever, 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 ever that I, I, I can confidently say that that's the most important lesson. I mean, for, for my whole life, that's bold, especially considering the course that I'm on and how much crazy shit that I get to learn and get to experience that blows my mind. But that lesson of human connection is the most important because it is the foundational fucking fabric for the new earth we're going into. It is what we rebuild on. It is the truth that we install this time around as the base minimum operating standard for human society. 
And we can only get there when people heal themselves and know themselves, know who they actually are. And you can get there, you can start practicing that today by just practicing those simple, basic things, unconditionality, acceptance, non-judgment. It's not rocket science. It's really, it's really actually fundamentally simple. You can change the world fucking overnight by unplugging the bullshit and just doing what every single spiritual group and religious book recommended, which is practice and unconditional love. It actually blows my mind. Like I have to create a, an occupation out of something so profoundly simple. That is what I came here to do and learn and master and deliver and expand. So guys, I'm going to let it go on that note. Valentina was my introduction to human, my deepening, not my introduction, my deepening into mastery of human connection and learning the important lesson of setting aside my biases, opinions, prejudices, judgments, setting aside the thoughts in my head and the feelings that I'm having. They don't go away, but I can pause them. I can set them the fuck down and stop and listen to somebody else without interjecting, without something needing to be wrong, without telling them what to do, without giving them advice, without anything that lets them be heard that frees them from the pain and pressure of whatever they're experiencing because they are no longer burdened they no longer carry the burden of that weight on their shoulders it is dispersed instantly the second they are seen felt experienced by another human being that pressure is dispersed. They don't have to feel it as this overbearing force. And not only does it free them, it frees the other person too, because it frees open the heart space. It like explodes the heart space. It frees you from being alone because you're just having the experience of getting to hear somebody of getting to know somebody as they are let that let that settle in as they are and as it is right now that sounds really simple but most people don't get there 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 is so much noise in the human mind, in the average American. The first off, they can't even hear another, let alone feel another. That's a long shot. What happens is you get so caught up in your own stories, your own narratives, your own feelings, your own objectives, your own agendas. Somebody wants your help, wants your attention, needs your support, 
can you set that stuff? Can you set your shit aside? Can it be important enough for you to set your shit aside, to be empty, to not have an opinion, to not need an opinion, to not need to be right? Can you set aside being right and wrong in an argument? You want to know how to solve an argument? Drop the right and wrong. Shut the fuck up. Listen. And stand in their shoes. Well, they're not going to do that for me. Doesn't matter. Do it anyway. You win. You'll always win if you take that approach. There's no winning. There's no losing. There's, not, there's nowhere to go. This is the only thing there is to do. So why are we denying doing it? We just weren't taught. This is how human beings are actually designed to live. We're designed to conflict. This is how you know who they are. This is how you know who you are. Believe me, that will be revealed powerfully so when you move in this way. And this is how we know what we are. And this is how you remember exactly who the fuck you are. This is how the whole mystery is unraveled. And I shall leave it there on this exciting note. Do be inspired. And challenge you to see, hear, listen, and know. And I challenge you, that's a double up, to be empty and to make it be okay. Maybe not. Stay tuned for more exciting updates. Stay tuned for Valentina's definitely differing, crazy, wicked stories and perspectives. Thank you for joining us and sharing in this journey, for sharing your presence with us, your awareness, your energy means a lot to us. Thank you for your comments, your feedback, your questions. Please do ask questions. I thrive on them. I know she does too. I, I honestly don't even know where to go unless I'm asked a question. So please ask questions. Happy to, happy to answer or, or include or use it for future content advice. We'll be answering a lot in these podcasts and on videos on social media. So thanks for being with us, guys. Keep up the good work. See you in the golden age.